Welcome to Football Business Talks, the sports business podcast presented to you by Deloitte Digital Austria and hosted by Dimitrios Markaikis. Hi and welcome to the second episode of Football Business Talks. I'm your host, Dimitrios Markaikis, and my guest today is Head of Global Operations and Executive Director of China at Borussia Mönchengladbach. A warm welcome to Peter Hambrichen. Hi, Peter. Hi, Dimitrios. Good to hear you. You are the head of global operations uh, and executive director in China of Borussia Mönchengladbach. Can you tell us a bit more about the two roles, how they are interconnecting? What are your tasks, your priorities, your goals? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, my main ta- task is the head of global operations for Borussia Mönchengladbach. So, My daily work is to develop business around the world to see like how can we grow as a brand in international markets and seeing the big chances we are having in China. It was coming from the position as a head of global operations that we founded a subsidiary in China and through through my role as a connection point to the headquarter in Mönchengladbach It was very clear that it would be my part to be the executive director, lead the team we have in China and be the connection point to the headquarter in Germany so that we have this uh, relation coming through the uh, priority we put on the Chinese market. But it's not like 50%. It's like like getting the time I need for the Chinese market is getting lower, the better the business runs over there. So the team I created in the very beginning, we founded the um, subsidiary. We had to do a lot of background work. So it was my main task to to build up the business over there. But now I have a very good team. They learn and learn and can do everything by themselves. So it's more like I'm I'm controlling things over there, making the decisions and report to the headquarter here in Germany and steer the things so uh, that everything is running. So was China the first bigger international market that you focused on or was it a priority? How did the decision for you to, to become the um, executive director there come? So did you also at the same time focus with the same intensity in different markets? The um, the development of internationalization at, at, at Borussia Mönchengladbach was a little bit like We made an analysis about which markets are in special interest for us, where do our fans come from, where is a huge followership in digital channels, etc. And then we tried to do different things and and see how everything works for us. At the very beginning, there was very clear, like all the other clubs were going to China. And so the request was like, why are we not going to China? We had had a closer look to this market and we were seeing like... All the big brands were going over there, the Manchester United, the Bayern Munich. Players were sold to China for enormous uh, yes. <laughs> amounts of money. And we were thinking like, this is not fitting to our approach. This is not what Borussia Mönchengladbach is standing for. We are not that big brand stepping into a market saying, here we are. Now uh, we sell the big sponsorships or we... we uh, can make uh, any any business out of the the yeah huge interest in having like one of the top leagues in the world uh, the Chinese wanted to have at the beginning. So we stepped back and said like 
let's let's concentrate on things where we really can be very authentic in what we are doing, where we found find ways where our fan community in Germany will say like, okay, that's that's our club, what they are doing over there. That's what mm -hmm. we love with our club. And when China was doing a process of seeing like what they did with the enormous money spent didn't help the Chinese football to develop at all because they were just trading and, and not developing their own football at the end, they came to the conclusion that they need to invest in grassroots football. And when we were seeing this development, it was like, okay, that could be very interesting for us because we have a huge tradition in, in developing young talents, uh, creating um, a surrounding for, for football players to give them the chance to really develop, to help uh, coaches coach in a way that is um, seeing the special interests they have over there, the special um, system they are working in and giving them help to to create fun of playing football in China, which was at the beginning, beginning more like in the system where you have to kick the ball a thousand times and hoping it, it's getting better. We were stepping in with saying like, okay, create forms of playing for the kids because kids want to play football and not learn football in, in a way by, by um, doing it again and again. And with this, there was an approach where we said, okay, this fits to our core strength we have as a, as a club and brings us the opportunity to tell an authentic story to the Chinese people saying like, we really want to help you. We really want to connect with you. We want to do exchange. And this is why we put China on priority list number one. And you cannot do this from Germany because the Chinese market or most probably the whole Asian market is uh, working in a totally different way. It's very, very fast uh, developing. Um, so you need to be there to react. You need to be there to talk to the people, uh, to learn about the culture and stuff like that. And we came to the point that we need to, to found a, subs a subsidiary from the very beginning. And this is why we have this focus on, uh, on our activities in China, while all the other things we're doing around the world are steered from the headquarter, And I think we were having, yeah, a very good uh, success with what we are doing in, in locating everything to a localization of what we are doing, where we are doing it, and not doing one thing around the world because you need to um, adapt to the cultures, to the, to the markets, yeah. etc. Did that answer your question? Definitely, yeah, yeah. Back to that point, internationalization. What is your goal? What do you want to achieve from entering this Chinese market or not only, of course, the Chinese market, North America, around the world. What is the goal? The goal is seeing that the national level of awareness of fan potential, everything is really at the top. So we don't have the chance to, to grow our business over here, grow turnovers, grow fan base or whatever within Germany. So we have to think about like, Where is the chance to grow? And this is in the in the international markets. It directly begins like 50 kilometers from Mönchengladbach at Netherlands, where we are right around across the border, where you have uh, people living, having the, the Eredivisie uh, as, as a top league, which is not 
on the level it was before. So people lost the interest in their home league a little bit. Uh, so they're uh, watching Bundesliga more and more. So our task is, what can we give them that they follow Borussia Mönchengladbach? How can we be so interesting for the uh, for the Dutch fans that they decide to be a supporter of BMG while probably being a VVV Venlo fan as well or uh, Feyenoord Eindhoven or whatever uh, PSV Eindhoven Feyenoord Rotterdam sorry um, so the, it begins with this and then there is like in in southern Germany there is Switzerland a country where we have huge potential coming through the um, tradition we have with Swiss players so. We have at yep. the moment four national players in our team and then our first uh, first team. So we have a very strong connection. One of the biggest fan clubs we have as Borussia Mönchengladbach is coming from Switzerland. So we need to uh, to think about like what can we give to them to activate these fans in international markets to really show support, show their uh, they are with us, and how can we use it to make the brand more attractive. And when I say, like, what can we do to do the brand more attractive? We're talking about sponsorships at the end. Yeah. Because for sure, 20 years ago, there was the butcher around the corner was uh, having his, uh, his static parameter boards in the stadium. But everything changed. The, the audience of the Bundesliga is international. So a brand putting its advertising into the stadium wants to be recognized internationally. And the more international you are as a club, the more interest is in being connected to you with all the positive image you have, with all the uh, big fan base you have. And so at the end, the one leads to another. We love to, to, to convince people around the world in following other cl our club because we love our club so much. We say it's the best club in the world. So, and we want to fans around the world to see that why we are different than the big clubs like like Manchester, whatever. And we see like they are really loving it to not be a, another fan of Real Madrid. They love to be the fan of Borussia Mönchengladbach, where most people in the world cannot even pronounce the, the name. Um, they love to, to, to see how this club is working, how familiar we are, seeing the, the big uh, <laughs> the big development we made in the last years. Uh, if you see the stadium, the facilities we have over here, like being for generations able to be in the top of the league by creating the next talents for Bundesliga and for Borussia Mönchengladbach, they really love to, to, to identify with it. And we need to tell the story to the people By telling these stories internationally, we raise our international fan base. With raising our international fan base, we raise our numbers. So from followerships uh, to, to, to turnover, uh, we do in international markets. And we create more attractive platforms for the sponsors that are on our sites. And at the end, it's all leading. The one is leading to each other. And this helps us to develop and think out of the national base. How many years ago did you start with this internationalization strategy and reach? I think the very beginning was like 2017, so only three years ago. And it was really like, uh, especially the first year was like testing things. Just go to the US, do a camp over there, see how people react, doing some surveys, doing some... some uh, 
media campaigns to see like like where are the potentials where are the chances we can use um <laughs> to really analyze like where is our brand awareness out of europe because i think in europe where we played uh, a, a great role in the 70s at least the football base knows about borussia mönchengladbach in germany we have we have an awareness of 100 but in the united states or in china nobody knows us so the way to go is long and you need to 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 experience the markets to see like what can you do to be successful in such a complicated market and without any awareness without strong partners you want to find in these markets but you don't have from the beginning to uh, to make steps over there and this was in 2017s was like like finding us in 2018 we started doing things with finding a subsidiary in, in Shanghai um, to do things with high efforts uh, for the Chinese markets. But in the same year, we started an academy in Singapore as well. And we grow our activities in Switzerland and the US every year a little bit more. And so we, yeah, we took things serious from 2018 on and uh, For sure, 2018 was a good year for internationalization. 2019 was even better because we did the the first China tour with the uh, with our first team. Um, we had a lot of uh, interest in, in in the markets where you can see like what we are doing and why we are doing it. It shows the the first response on that. And now we have 2020 where everything has changed. So um, we are very at the beginning of of internationalization. How did you see that your success on the pitch correlates to the acceptance from the audiences abroad? So, for example, this year you're having a great year. Last weekend you won 4-1 against Union Berlin. Will this help reaching more people or getting more recognition? Absolutely. I think at the end, sport is always the biggest driver. If we win the Champions League, we don't have to do a lot to get awareness all over the world. Um, even if we are playing like an important role in the league, you are recognized more, there is more interest in you. Especially seeing international markets where everything is just based on success and stars. And the, the Asian market is totally focused on, on the big stars. There is Cristiano Ronaldo as a star is bigger than the club he's playing for. When he leaves, yep. when he left Real Madrid, all the supporters left uh, Real Madrid with him and, and uh, started following Juventus Turin. So it's hard to to really um, make progress in this market if you're comparing it to that. And the sport of success always helps you to tell the story you want to tell. But in our activities, we try to be independent from the sport of success. We try to build up storylines and, and activities that are more coming from the core competence of our club from youth development from um, scouting success and stuff like that to create stories that will work at any time and that are very authentic and we say like for for sure it's not the big reach that we have like big reach you make with sport of success but the people who understand our story who our understand our uniqueness they are more more committing to the club and this is what we are working on to find more fans that are really fans of our club that really see the value to be a Borussia Mönchengladbach fan in the world and this is what we are working on it doesn't make like 
100,000 fans a day. <laughs> but um, due to the time and the more people we can address with our story, the uh, more will the success be on a long term and not like being in the top of the league in the one year and next year you're not uh, not playing such a good season and you lose all the fans again. This is not what we are working on. So we work on getting sustainable fan reach. Definitely, that, that makes sense. In cases and in teams, for example, that do not have the luck or ability like doing grade three at least the last seasons. How do other tools help with internationalization? And I want to lead the conversation to digital and how is that helping you or blocking you from reaching uh, other markets and broader audiences? To activate fans worldwide, you cannot do it in person. It has to be digital. So the big chance of, of really... Uh, Inter, uh, interacting with fans is digital. So the um, it's, it's one of the core strengths which you can highlight probably with like with the China tour. You can do the activation digitally the whole year and then you have like a highlight where the tour is really coming over and you can connect both worlds. Um, and for sure it's a really interesting, uh, again, I don't like to always just talk about China, but seeing like China hasn't fully independent uh, a, a, a cosmos of their channels. They don't have Facebook, Twitter, they don't have TikTok, they have everything on their own and they have a totally different uh, kind of using this these tools. And you really need to adapt in every market. You need to adapt to the people, their interests, their, uh, their needs. And this is the very challenging thing because sometimes I always like to tell the story about like the green hat in China where we are doing things on digital channels we don't understand in Germany at all. We just ask our uh, our marketing agency like what the hell did you do there that a picture with a green hat is the most successful uh, posting we did in the last year and they say like you need to, to see the heritage of the, the Chinese people and the, uh, the culture. And they just loved the story we made about this, this green hat. And it's like there is a, a Chinese saying about who is wearing the, um, the green hat is betrayed by his wife. And we didn't know about this, this background and we didn't know why the people are, um, are loving this so much. But now we did a campaign like with a green hat, put your green hat on and betray your club because Bundesliga is the only league that is playing at the moment. So if you are a Manchester United fan, betray your club and follow Borussia Mönchengladbach because we are playing at the moment and we made a campaign out of that. And, and this is something where you really need to be very creative in understanding things and see like... You need to adapt on every single market, on the not only on the channel, uh, channel uh, channels you are using, also on the content you are producing, and it gives you huge chances and for sure huge challenges in in how to steer everything in a way that you say like in China we probably do stuff we would never do in Germany because our fans over here will not understand it or will not be so open to do that. But in China, people expect us to be more brave or more more funny. Um, and we are more like an entertainment channel in China. 
in in Germany we are totally based on the sports tradition on the club or on on all the core strength we have um, and this doesn't work in China so we always need to adapt and for the US markets it's something else so um, you always have to to see that and use the digital channels to come to the people that's that's very important to to show this this creativity and back to your point with now the corona pandemic and Bundesliga being the one league that started, like the one big league that started before any other. Did you notice a difference on your reach during those four games? Absolutely. I think this was probably one of the best things coming out of Corona is the huge interest we have worldwide. I think the the um, reach we have with the games doubled uh, or even in some markets go, went up to 400%. Uh, the reach we have on an average ma uh, match we uh the the level of of uh, sales turnovers from the merchandising to international markets especially for example england uh, which is such a strong football market but at the moment the people just love to follow the bundesliga because there is nothing else and then they they commit to borussia mönchengladbach because probably they have a, a relation to us or just like our story or see us as an interesting competitor or whatever um, and they start buying shirts, buying merchandising and showing commitment to our club. And this is something great. It shows, again, shows us the big potential we have internationally. And uh, so we can see something positive out of this special situation. On the other side, for sure, we see like like all the challenges we have, all the things we plan from tours to international uh, camps we wanted to do, coach the coaches, courses we wanted to do on an international basis, we had to cancel everything. And this was a, a whole lot of work we put in there to to, to develop the things and, and the people were yeah looking forward to, to this, especially the kids who really are looking forward to their uh, holidays and spending it with, with Borussia coaches doing camp. Um, and this is a disappointing thing about it that you had to cancel all of this and then just put it into the trash into your desk again for the next year. Hopefully, then everything is over and we can do everything like planned again. Um, so you have both sides, and you now are in the situation a situation that you need to say like, okay, if we cannot do this, what can we do? How can we deliver something to the people that are interested in our club? How can we help them in their daily work? How can we um, give them interesting insights in our club? How can we help coaches to adapt to the corona situation or whatever? And this is uh, times to be creative and that are probably helping you to, to think outside the box because all the years you more or less concentrated on the things you developed once and it's hard to, to step out of this box and now you need to think out of the box because you need to, to develop new things and this is what I like about the situations seeing really what other clubs did even what we are doing uh, with the uh, cupboard cutouts of our fans or whatever it shows which huge chance and creativity lies within the situation I think in the first weeks of Corona there were coming up so many good ideas so many uh, very interesting ways of, of showing commitment to the club, of, of showing that the, the people, the fans stay together. And uh, this is all the, the good things coming up with this crisis. Yeah, that's really great to see all those creative things in the last game. 
the players celebrated with the with the pictures of the of the fans. That was a nice nice image. But how is how is taken by the fans in Germany that the league is going on without them in in the stadium? Yeah, it's not easy because for sure, especially the Bundesliga was always very much. Uh, living out of the atmosphere in the stadiums and we all love this atmosphere we, we want the fans to channel and we we kept with the uh with the standings in the in the um fan corners to have the best atmosphere in european football and now just seeing the 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 games without all this what you love so much is hard not only for the fans for us as well for sure a fan always sees from his perspective and then from the perspective and I think some of them are even threatened that uh, football can happen without fans but we all know it will not never happen uh, if we have the chance to put fans in the stadium because it's just another experience um, but they're thinking of, of from their perspective from our perspective for sure it's just something that needs to happen to, to keep the culture because uh, if most of the clubs will not, most probably not make it through the times if we don't have games, if we don't have uh, the the income from the um, from the TV uh, TV money. So it's just necessary to play. And seeing the numbers of the TV spectators shows us like people are so hungry to see football. And so it was a smart decision, good decision to play again. And it's better to play than to never play again. So I think. Uh, It was it was the right decision, but for sure fans have a special feeling about it because things are happening without them. But we don't see it that it's happening without them. We see that it's happening with them on the TV now. But will hopefully be ended as soon as possible. No, but I'm sure no matter the opinion, everyone wants fans in stadiums, and let's hope that uh, the situation will develop soon enough that. They will be allowed to be to be there soon. Back to the digitalization part, and we talked about China and how they have different social media and different ways to reach them. And of course, its country has different culture. Uh, but are there any, in terms of digitalization, are there any tools that you introduced centrally in Germany? For example, CRM or marketing automation tools that are helping you with uh, internationalization. Uh, yes, we are working on that, but we are in the still still at the starting point of the process. I think so. At the moment, we cannot get any any bigger advantages out of the CRM tools because we just implemented them. Um, systems that came up through the years need to be connected, and we are working on that. Um, on the other side, we are now like like uh, getting all the 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 sales we did in the last weeks to see like where did we sell our merchandising on the international base uh, we we have a closer look on the international reach we are having from the followerships where did we grow most uh, so we try to to use all the numbers we collect in the crm um, but it's not not on the stage we wanted to have so there is uh, room for improvement yeah absolutely and i think this is probably We know it from all the from all the uh, classical um, branches. 
like how they are using it. Um, and we see the huge potential, but it's really hard to, to get the system that grew over the last years in the in the Bundesliga or in the in our club to now connect everything to each other is a big step and took some took us some time. We're now uh, we have launched everything, but we're not in the process to use it in the way we want to use it in the future. In that sense, in terms of business, I think North America is really, really advanced in the sports industry. But not only that matter, but in any matter, is there any market that you would look up to in some aspects to learn from? Absolutely. What you just mentioned, like seeing the, the stadiums in the United States for uh, maybe uh, football, American football or baseball, seeing how everything is connected to each other, um, the... the <laughs> The digital processes they have within their stadiums, from the whole experience, um, from the, the, the yeah, for, for the whole customer journey, starting at home, going to the stadium, ordering your beer, whatever. Um, this is really where we are having a close look on and saying like, this is the final target where you have to come. Um, but on the other side, it's hard to build a business case around where you say like. This is paying you back at the end to integrate all of the system they already have. Um, I think it's always given us a vision and we take the best parts out of where we say like this is already doable at the moment and this is a long-term uh, target we are working on. But for sure, United States stadiums, uh, stadium experience, how the clubs are uh, interacting with the, with the fans, this is for sure the, the top of the world. <laughs> Mm -hmm. from my perspective oh definitely their their business aspect uh, in sports is really really impressive and they were also the first that uh, reached so so many people earlier than other markets with nba and michael jordan this liga is a bit unique in terms of how the clubs are working together to internationalize Right. We had a call last week and we, we talked a bit about it. Do you want to tell me more in detail? Yeah, what I really like and what I see as a big advantage and what I, what I get as a feedback from other clubs around the world is like the form, how the clubs in Germany are collaborating with the league um, to, to make a process, international process together is really unique. So we have the, the, the Bundesliga as the DFL um, and there is a DFL International who's doing the international uh, broadcasting right management, uh, the broadcasting rights. And for sure, they have an interest of raising interest in the Bundesliga and in the clubs within the markets where the next broadcasting sales can be, uh, can be done. And so they have an interest and the clubs have an interest because the clubs are interested as well to get uh, money out of the TV deals. And on the other side, to, to grow their brands within these markets. And in the DFL International, all clubs come together. Uh, there is a circle of, of representatives um, who are talking about like what will be the next challenges in international uh, development. What is the league's interest? What is the club's interest? And how can we bring it together? And one of the first things we, we started in the last years was the support of the league to do more international tours. Um, seeing like, like for example the Premier League I think 8 out of the 20 clubs from, from uh, EPL were traveling around the world after the season from Germany it was more or less Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund and 
probably at the beginning it was Schalke, um, then Frankfurt joined, but it was not in the right relation we wanted to have it because um, if you want to raise interest in a league, there should not be just the top clubs. There should be the other clubs working on this international awareness as well. Um, and so the, the, the question or the task was, how can the league support even the smaller clubs whose international interest is probably not that high to go to foreign markets to make like 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 promotion for the Bundesliga? And uh, so there is uh, there came out very interesting support models where if you go to an international market that is a key market of the DFL, you get financial support, uh, you get the the right setup to do a successful tour not only in interest of the club also in interest of the of the league and there is a very good exchange between the clubs to uh yeah to work with challenges all clubs have so when we founded our subsidiary in china we had to, to Yeah, to, to figure out everything, how it worked. But we could ask the colleagues of Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund who already had their offices running and we can talk to them and say, like, how did you do it? It was not like, like a competitor's situation. It was more like we were supporting each other because all of us have the interest that the other clubs go as well. We don't, we are not co no competitors. We are the league as a, u a unit uh, when it comes to international markets. And this was or is still seen in how we try to, to, to keep the exchange on a very high level to, to keep everybody involved and yeah, do some, some uh, yeah, support in every aspect of how to work in international markets. I think that's really great. I think the competition actually can be really creative. I don't think that a league can benefit from two clubs being successful and all the others being ages behind them. It doesn't help anyone. The league is not competitive. There is no competition in the league. Maybe they are successful in Europe, uh, Champions League and uh, Europa League. But without this competition, they will not grow as well. Correct. Yeah. So I think this approach is, is definitely an, a best practice that every league should follow to, to increase the competition, the creative competition among the teams and increase the reach and the success of the league itself. I think the collaboration leads to many good things you can do together. For example, it was or it's not not uh, to think about like putting together the fans of Schalke and Dortmund in Germany because they are such strong competitors, and uh, it's just not possible. But in China, you can easily do that, and it's helping both teams, and it's showing like there are fans from both teams coming together, nice fan party, which helps both sides, and you can just collaborate on an international basis, which is not possible on a national basis. And this is just a small example of the different things you can to do in uh, you can do an international basis. You can talk about doing uh, friendly in an uh, in a in a common target market. To say, like, if we both have interest, let's share the cost and share the risk and do something together. And this is uh, what I think the strength of our league, that we see this collaboration of as a chance. That's really important. And I think, uh, as you said, Bundesliga is doing a great job in that. Great. Then I think that's all the time we had. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, thank you very much for, for the input. I really hope that I will have the chance to, to visit uh, German stadiums and why not celebrate a big success for Borussia. 
you're more than welcome. I would be happy to, <laughs> to show you around over here. Definitely, definitely. Then best of luck with the rest of the season. Best of luck with the internationalization efforts. Thank you very much. And thank you for the chance to talk to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your time. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is all the time we have for today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to come back for more interesting conversations with experts from the sport business industry, where we bring interesting insights, expertise, and trends to you wherever you are.